This is FM 100.5, 101.9, AM 1450, and WGNSRadio.com. Rutherford County's Place to Talk. If it's passed, bounced, or hit, we're talking about it. All sports talk is on News Radio WGNS. Sponsored by State Farm agents Andy Womack, Bud Morris, and Deb Ensel. Here to help life go right. Chip Walters with Exit Realty, Bob Lamb and Associates. Jennings and Ears Funeral Home, helping families since 1880. First Bank, serving Murfreesboro and Rutherford County. Parks Auction Company, committed to auction excellence. Creekside at Three Rivers Assisted Living. Greg Hall at City Auto Sales. And the Blue Raider Insider Report is sponsored by Mike Tanzel and My Team Insurance. Steve Rucker with RAI Advisors. And Wayne Blair with Rayburn Insurance. Let's get it started in here. We've got your local sports fix. It's all sports talk on News Radio WGNS. Good afternoon. Welcome to All Sports Talk, a Tuesday edition. Nice day in the borough. Well, at least from a temperature standpoint. And if you're a high school football player, you're loving today. Number one, you just get out there and get to hit somebody. Practice for an upcoming season that looks like it's going to start on time. And uh, this is the first week of um, actual physical practice uh with that in mind uh we're gonna welcome TWS AA assistant executive director matthew gillespie whether that's a tough title to spill out but i think i got it yeah you got it but uh, i've been called many other things some good some bad and i'll go with any of it there you go <laughs> all right well we appreciate you joining us today um it's been a crazy summer um and I know uh, you guys have worked with the Governor Bill Lee's council, most of it. Um, obviously, his uh, you know his emergency order runs through August 29th, and that would have prohibited football to start until September 18th. So you had you guys had a lot of meetings. Uh, you came up with contingency plans. Well, now uh, lo and behold, it looks like um, uh, with um, with you being exempt, the TWSAA uh, being exempt from that order, um, as long as they've done an acclima- a week acclimation period, uh, they were able to start, you know, uh, group and physical practices. Um, a little surprised. It kind of threw me off because I, I was like, you know, if, they, if they've got contingency plans, they got to be thinking it's probably not going to start on time. And most of all the coaches I've talked to here in Rutherford County, they were kind of floored by it. Yeah, we uh, were pleasantly surprised, obviously, to be included uh, in the exemption. And, and it was something we we had been in constant contact with the governor's office, uh, a couple of people on our staff. And, uh, you know, of course, his office, it's not directly with him. It's legal counsel and assistance and so on and so forth. Uh, but, you know, we worked planning, you know, hoping for the best, planning for the worst, I guess is the best way to say it. And, and, and we had to have options in place. And I think, you know, the first three or four options we threw out there that everybody saw and thought, oh, you got to go with option two or you got to go with option three. This is the best one. There's so many different ones. 
And I think the the hybrid, as confusing as it was and as as it was thrown out last second, truly was the best one. It's still a little difficult to explain, a little difficult for people to grasp. But with that in place, it, it really left open the options for all the schools. It, it left the best-case scenario as you move forward. It wasn't just set in stone, here's what we got, let's go with it. It was kind of a sliding scale that did allow for that opportunity to still up until a certain date, we could still be exempt. And and thank goodness we passed that plan because that's exactly what happened. So uh, obviously hoping for the best was a full normal regular season or kind of like you and I talked about earlier, there, there's not really a, a normal anymore. It's the new normal, but um, so yeah, they're, they're going to have their full 11 weeks to play. We'll have full playoff rounds as you and I sit here and talk today. Now, as we all know with this, this pandemic, uh, things can can change on a you know weekly basis, daily basis, hourly basis, even. But uh, that's kind of where we're at right now. Yeah, and I think uh, you know you mentioned the full round of the playoffs, um, and I know you have to be from an impartial standpoint. But you know, you look at regions like the one here in Rutherford County and the one in Williamson County, just a couple in particular around here. Um, you know, at third team, getting you know, if you only took two teams, you're gonna have a couple of really good teams that weren't even gonna sniff the postseason. Oh, you're absolutely right. I mean, Rutherford, Williamson, a lot of Middle Tennessee areas, especially in the larger classes, well, even some of the smaller ones as well. But there's a lot of strong football, and and that's not the case everywhere across the state. It does vary certainly, but. Uh, you know, in a lot of three and four seeds out of different regions across the state, you know, you see the blowouts in the first round, things like that. But there's a lot of three and fours, especially in Rutherford and Williamson, that that could play with anybody, and and you can give them a chance to make a good long run in the playoffs for sure. <clears throat> um, you know, I've forgotten about it because you know, time flies by. But it wasn't so long ago that um, uh, Riverdale from here. The four seed and plays Mount Julie that's undefeated and you know arguably one of the best teams they've had and Riverdale goes to their field and upsets them so you you never know when you get four teams now you're right there are some blowouts but it's not uncommon I mean it's not just totally out of the realm that a four seed beats a one yeah you're right it's not like a the, the the one time we saw a sixteen beat a one in the NCAA tournament that's happened once. It, it it is surprising, but it's not all that surprising when you do see a four over a one in the playoffs. It's going to happen when you think about how many classes we have and how many matchups you got in the first round of the playoffs. Odds are there's a very good chance that's going to happen. You know, somewhere on on the first Friday night of the playoffs. Yeah, I think there's uh, and and some of the questions I'm going to ask you, I think I know, but. Uh, I would imagine a lot of our uh, listeners probably don't know. Uh, let's just start with the when you hear the TSSAA board votes. Okay, for example, when y'all were discussing the um, the contingency plans, now is that something that the TSSAA presents to the board and then they discuss it and then they actually vote on it and pass any such legislation and where where do all these board members come from and how many are there i know there's a lot of questions in there sure yeah no no just to give you kind of a basic structure of the organization the organization 
is an organization of member schools who voluntarily choose to belong on an annual basis. So all, we've got about 450 member schools that make up the organization. Through their legislative process, the member schools are the ones who write their own rules. They, uh, the, Every member of the Board of Control and the Legislative Council, I'll give you an explanation of those two bodies in a second, but it's 12 member bodies. They're all elected administrators from member schools. They're the one, the legislative council, the charge for them, they only meet twice a year, but any proposed change from a member school in regards to the bylaws, that's the rules, that's the eligibility rules, that's the transfer rule, the recruiting rule, the calendar, everything you see in our bylaws, those changes, and any member school can make a proposed change throughout the year go up to the council. Those 12 members take those changes on their agenda. They vote on them. That's the simple explanation of that. Board of Control is kind of the one that I guess is more more in the news more often than not. They make the decisions that, that kind of affect people more on a daily basis, whether it's uh, they rule on hardships, they rule on, you know, they vote on championship site selections, um, they vote on everything we've just dealt with now with COVID and, and making exceptions to that and the contingency plans and things like that. So that's kind of the two governing bodies of the association. We as a staff, when you hear Mr. Childress, myself, we've got four directors. Our staff, it's actually pretty small. We've only got about 16, 17 full-time staff members. We work out of our office here in Hermitage, uh, and uh, somebody asked me one time, they said, well, I know I'm talking to the Middle Tennessee branch. Who do I call on the East or the West Tennessee branch? I was like, no, it's just us 16 or 17 that oversee all 400-something schools across the state. So, But us as a staff, we run the tournaments, answer eligibility, make interpretations on those, um, you know, on all the bylaws for member schools, parents that call in all the time. I deal with media. I mean, everybody's got different responsibilities. So that's Kind of in a quick nutshell, that uh, kind of a, a little overlook at, at how the association's made up. And you know, when you looked at the, the last couple board meetings, I think everybody was. It appeared to be everybody's on the same page. But you know, I would imagine just like any organization, that's not always um, the case. Because what may good be good for somebody in East Tennessee may not be good at all for somebody in West Tennessee. Oh, you're absolutely right. I think that the board and the council, um, they've they've kind of got, you know, they they take approaches and every member, every member of both boards or both bodies are, are different. But it, it can be difficult sometimes because obviously you, you've kind of got two roles. It's one to represent the schools in your area who elected you uh, and, and you hear their concerns and and get their input on certain issues, and you kind of say, well, here's what everybody in my area thinks, or here's what you know the majority think. That certainly weighs a lot with a lot of their decisions, but they're also good at looking at and have been charged to do so. They've got to look at the big picture, too. How does it not just affect my rural area in West Tennessee or my area in Chattanooga or Memphis or wh- wherever they represent? I've got to think about how is this going to affect all 400 member schools across the state. Of course, when you look at it big picture-wise, you know there's never going to be a decision that makes everybody happy. There's going to be pockets of people that, that don't like this, and contingency plan's a perfect example. You throw the feedback out there, I think board members came back, and you heard all kinds of different things. Well, you know, this group liked number one option the best. This group liked number two option the best. Well, the Coaches Association voted, and 40% like this, 35% like that, 20% like this. 
So it's you, you get a mixed bag on everything. Sometimes you do get everybody on the same page, but more often than not, there's there's not everybody's always on the same page for sure. But uh, but the, you know, and that's why they're elected um, and why they run for those uh, positions on the board and councils. They they do want to you know represent schools and and make those tough decisions as they see uh, best for the whole association. We're joined today by Matthew Gillespie with the TSSAA. This portion of the show brought to you by First Bank, where the bank remains true to its ideals since founded in 1906. That's First Bank. We'll take a break and be right back. Ascension St. Thomas ER care teams are here for you with strong safety measures in place to protect you and your family. If you have concerns about a heart attack, stroke, difficulty breathing, or a severe mental health condition, don't delay care. Go directly to the ER or call 911. Delaying care can make your condition worse and make it more difficult to recover. Ascension St. Thomas Emergency Care is available 24-7. Find a location at getsthealthcare.com. How do you know you're in a community, not just a town? Well, strangers smile as they walk by. They refill your coffee without you asking. And when you ask directions, people offer to walk you there. Communities give more. The way you know when you walk into First Bank that you are in a real community bank. Great products, direct access to your local bankers, and relationships that can last a lifetime. Don't just have an account. Have a community with First Bank. Member FDIC. Buying a quality pre-owned vehicle from City Auto is the smartest car buying decision you can make. Hear what our customers have to say. Here at City Auto, the experience was great. We were in and out. You're not going to be hassled. They come in, they gave me a price. Greg Hall at City Auto Sales. City Auto is our largest inventory lot right there. We have financing. So come by and see us or just check them out there on the website, cityauto.com. Check out all of those vehicles. City Auto, the wholesale auto mall. Shop where the dealer shops. Your ride, your stuff. You live with them together. I'm State Farm Agent Bud Morris. It's smart to protect them together to help life go right. Give me a call at 615-893-1417. And let me help you save by combining your auto and renters. Your home, your auto, together, they're where life happens. I'm State Farm Agent Bud Morris. It's smart to protect them together. Give me a call at 615-893-1417. And let me help you save by combining your home and auto. WGNS Primetime Sports. Sponsored by the law offices of John Day. If you've been injured, go to johndaylegal.com. Decisions by the ACC to limit teams to one non-conference game leaves college football teams like Middle Tennessee scrambling to fill holes in their schedule. Chip Walters has some insight. Chris Massaro has been working extremely hard on the prospect that the two games against ACC opponents were going to go away and that there were potential handshake deals in place to replace those dates with other opponents. One potentially being a Conference USA opponent that would be ended up being a non-conference game to continue to try to have as close to a 12-game schedule as possible. After a successful home series with the New York Mets, the Braves welcome in Toronto for three games starting tonight at 5.55 right here on WGNS. 
All Sports Talk on News Radio WGNS. FM 100.5, FM 101.9, AM 1450. Online and on your phone at WGNSradio.com. Welcome back to All Sports Talk. Matthew Gillespie, the Assistant Executive Director of the TSSAA, joins us today. And there was one thing that was a constant when you guys were looking at the contingency plans, and a lot of people were asking me at the time, why does why are they making sure that the um, the Blue Cross Bowl is going to be played? Why does it have to be played on that date? Couldn't it be played later or, or whatever? And, you know, I think Bernard kind of answered that um, pretty well in the fact that you you guys rely on so many um, volunteers in Cookville that have set that – they set that few days aside um, long in advance. And there's other things that are coming up with Christmas and Christmas plays and things like that. You may not even have enough volunteers if you move it further out. Yeah, yeah, you you, you said it uh, exactly, and that and that's one of the things a lot of people don't realize. It's kind of the behind the scenes stuff in regards to what it takes to put on some of these events, and that's how we want it to be. We don't want people to have to think about how many people are working the gate, and you know all this stuff. There's a lot of volunteers that people never see, and what they do. It's liaisons to the teams. It's People taking up tickets, it's, you know, it's a whole array of people. Same thing, perfect example, Spring Fling in Murfreesboro. Um, if we were to in April, and we almost, you know, one thing we were looking at when, when COVID first hit in March is delaying everything and can we move, you know, extend spring sports into June and have Spring Fling somehow in, sometime in mid to late June, it would have been extremely difficult to try and get volunteers because so many of them that do volunteer and spring is even more difficult because it's a week long event compared to three days in Cookville. Um, but so many of them set that and, you know, whether they're taking vacation time from, from their job to, to help do this, or they put it on their calendar and set those dates aside and made no other plans. When you start shifting dates, it, you're going to lose a lot of people. Uh, and, and, and it really, those are two events, Blue Cross Bowl in Cookville and Spring Fling in Murfreesboro. Without the volunteers, we just could not do the events. We truly couldn't. Uh, you, you can maybe get by and, and have the events occur, but they would not look like what everybody's used to, and, and, and it would affect a lot of things. So moving it uh, was the last you know, you know, fail safe that that we wanted to have to rely on is moving the championship date. We wanted to work around that as best we could, and obviously at this point it's all worked out. Thank goodness, knock on wood so far. But uh, but yeah, that's that's something we really wanted to try to avoid at all costs. And you know, we, and we'll get back to football here in a sec. One thing that's always um, I've marveled at about spring playing is. Um, you're at so many venues also it's not like when you're you're at tennessee tech for you know three days or whatever the case may be and the thing literally um it's like a well-oiled machine out just kind of runs itself you know you like you said the, the volunteers it's pretty much if you go back eight years ago most of them volunteers are still volunteering today oh yeah there's so many of them from from day one that continue to come back and that's 
that's because they enjoy doing it. They enjoy being around the people, whether it's seeing the athletes, the the coaches that come back, and, and the administrators. And spring fling is such a huge event. You know, we've got close to forty five hundred athletes just in that one week period. It really, truly is best way to explain it is a mini Olympics. It really is with just different sports involved, and and the facilities in Murfreesboro and the volunteers. Everything the chamber does, and, and and every member school that helps out with their facilities. So many of the Rutherford County high schools help out in providing, you know, baseball facilities, and then what we do at MTSU with their track and field. I mean, it, it's so hard to find that combination of. Not, not, I mean, there's a lot of places that yeah, we got this many ball fields, or we got, but to have the quality of facilities that Rutherford County has, certainly location doesn't hurt. So it's. Uh, I think it truly has found a good home in, in Murfreesboro. And, and now it's been – Spring Fling has now been in Murfreesboro longer than it has in any other city since its inception, which was back in Chattanooga when it ran there for so long, was there for nine years, Memphis for a three-year span, and been in Murfreesboro ever since. So I think it's uh, – you can certainly truly call Spring Fling uh, – Murfreesboro home to Spring Fling for sure. Um, um, and back to football, uh, as we mentioned early, uh, it's going to – there's no normalcy anymore and um football games themselves are going to have a different look i know that the players aren't going to and we're not going to get into all the um covid sports regulations but we'll point out some of them you know the players aren't going to shake hands after the game i know um you typically can only be from one yard line to the other they're going to have to let them spread out to try to so somewhat social distance and certainly the, from the fan perspective you know, i know and there's a lot of rules you got to get your temperature taken you got to wear a mask which a lot of people aren't going to like um the twsaa does not have enough people to go out and police the 450 something people you were talking about so it's really up to each um school and whoever is the game administrator um to take these rules seriously and and try to go by them to the to the letter. Yeah, I mean that's what we have to rely on is, is, the, is the member schools themselves to to put this stuff in place. And it's uh, I, I truly hope everybody does take this stuff seriously because if it if we don't do all this, the last thing we want to be doing is and, and it could be something we can't avoid, but it does nothing but help if you do try to try to follow all these regulations that are in place. It certainly doesn't hurt. And if we continue to try to follow them, maybe we can save the season and have a full season. Everybody's already talking about, eh, just give it a couple more weeks and baseball is going to be done. We've already seen the Marlins and what they had to deal with with their outbreak. And the, the, I think it's the Cardinals now, and, and they're just starting to slowly fall. Well, that's the last thing we want to see with high school sports. Uh, football, obviously, is the one a lot of people have their eye on. And I think if everybody does what they can, you know, we can try our best to avoid that. So, yeah, come to the game, prepare to wait in line a little bit longer than usually to get in. You're going to have to do the temperature check. Yes, you're going to be required to wear a mask, uh, but everybody's doing it. It's not just in that stadium. It's from Memphis to Mountain City, and that's going to be for every event. I mean, it's you know, I, I oversee our state golf tournament. In fact, we're having a meeting next week. At, at our um, location for the state golf tournament down in Manchester, and that's what we're going to be talking about. Is our, where's our signage? How are we? You know, we got to remind everybody to wear a mask. And you're thinking, well, you're outside walking around. Why they got to wear a mask? 
Guys, it's just one of those things that's in place, and it's going to do nothing but help. And I, I think a lot of people are just used to it now, and it kind of is becoming normalcy. Uh, I've certainly it took me a while, but you know, I don't get out of my car and go into anywhere without my mask on. I mean, it's just kind of part of life now. Unfortunately, hopefully, we can get get back to not having to wear them. But for right now, to, to keep athletics going uh, in Tennessee, that's that's what we're asking everybody to do, and, and hope they do. Uh, help out by doing so. Matt Gillespie with the TSSAA joining us today. We'll take a break. We'll be right back. And Chip Walters will join us with the Blue Raider Insider Report. Get it later from the paper or get it now from the radio. WGNSRadio.com. We're News Radio WGNS 100.5, 101.9, 1450. Online and on your phone at WGNSRadio.com. Good it's busy, but it's moving fairly decent here on 24 East and West up by Ellaville Road, 840s. Got a lot of traffic, so does 96. All that traffic flows coming back over from uh, Williamson County into Rutherford County. Dr. Byron Bush, the only Republican candidate for U.S. Senate with a proven record for fighting for conservative values and against corruption. Log on now. BushForSenate.com. I'm Commander Chuck. You're on time. An exclusive look at Rutherford County weather from our own meteorologist. WGNS Weather Eye Forecast is on FM 100.5, AM 1450, and WGNSRadio.com. Parks Auction. We handle everything. You have a staff that comes to your home. They tell you what to do. They walk you through it. It's been my experience that what I thought I should get for my home, I got much more for it. Visit our website at parksauction.com. Parks Auction, 896-4600. Stan Vaught and the Parks Auction team are proud supporters of local high school and MTSU sports. In Rutherford County, you know how much it means to have neighbors you can count on. I'm State Farm Agent Andy Wommel, here to help life go right when you combine home and auto insurance. Call me today at 615-890-0850 and let me save you money and time. Your home, your auto, together they're where life happens. I'm State Farm Agent Andy Wommel. It's smart to protect them together to help life go right. Give me a call at 615-890-0850 and let me help you save by combining your home and auto. It's time. Show your true blue. Blue Raiders. It's time for the Blue Raider Insider Report with Chip Walters. Sponsored by Mike Tanzel with My Team Insurance, Steve Rucker and RAI Advisors, and Wayne Blair with Rayburn Insurance. Raiders. You're listening to the flagship station for Blue Raiders sports. On 20, 15, 10, 5, touchdown, Middle Tennessee. Play up, man, cold. Middle Tennessee football, basketball, and baseball. Yeah, we got them. You're listening to the flagship station for Blue Raider Athletics. I'm Chip Walters. Hear the games here on News Radio WGNS. Middle Tennessee win. Raiders win the championship. Your source for the Big Blue and the Borough. News Radio WGNS. All sports talk on News Radio WGNS. FM 100.5, FM 101.9, AM 1450. Online and on your phone at WGNSRadio.com. back to all sports talk it's time for the blue raider insider report with chip walters play-by-play voice of the blue raiders 
Chip, what's up today? Well, good afternoon, everybody, and let's talk Blue Raider athletics, fall sports. Of course, there's still more questions than answers out there, but hopefully uh, we will be able to clear up some of those on Thursday. The Middle Tennessee Athletic Department will be hosting its latest Zoom webinar that will uh, be open to the public this Thursday, August 6th. The event titled Fall Sports Update will feature Director of Athletics Chris Massaro, Senior Associate AD David Blackburn, and Ticket Manager James Kentfield. I'll be serving as the moderator and would love to have you on uh, to view it. The webinar will cover the latest on the Blue Raider football schedule, the opening of camp on Friday, plans for the opening of Floyd Stadium, and any questions concerning season tickets and the latest in mobile ticketing. Fall sports update will get underway at noon on Thursday, so enjoy your lunch, grab some, bring it home, fix a sandwich around the house or in the office, sit down and uh, be part of this uh, webinar like you have been uh, so far in the first three that we've had. Again, you can join it uh, from your phone or whatever your device might be, your laptop, whatever, and uh, you can get your questions in prior to the event, uh, even now. If you'd like to send in a question, uh, radio at GoBlueRaiders.com. That is the email address. That's radio at GoBlueRaiders.com. Again, the uh, next webinar, Thursday at noon. Uh, it is a Zoom webinar, GoBlueRaiders.com. Go ahead, copy that link down, put it in your phone, and be ready to go on Thursday. Well, the Blue Raider football schedule uh, still has some questions. Uh, we know that the Duke and Virginia Tech games are gone, but we do expect uh, there's there will be an announcement at some point here very soon about replacement opponents for those games. Uh, so then you have Indiana State, which is scheduled to be the Blue Raiders' home opener on September 12th. But yesterday, Indiana State suspended football practice and conditioning for 14 days after six players tested positive for COVID-19. All football players, coaches, and support personnel are in quarantine and will be tested for COVID-19 per a release from the school. And again, that uh, going on up in Terre Haute, Indiana, the uh, Sycamores uh, and Blue Raiders would be having their first matchup since a second-round playoff matchup back in 1984. Blue Raider football season tickets still on sale, and uh, those uh, events uh, still available. You can go to GoBlueRaiders.com slash tickets and uh, get your tickets for the upcoming season. Full slate of Conference USA schedule, and uh, we'll uh, again learn more on Thursday from Director of Athletics Chris Massaro. Uh, along with David Blackburn and James Kentfield about ticketing in the football stadium. Middle Tennessee women's tennis program has been named an ITA all-academic team, while six Lady Raiders earned ITA scholar-athlete honors for the 2019-20 season. Lydia Burroughs, or Marta Paris, rather, garnered her second career ITA Scholar-Athlete honor, while Lydia Burroughs, Zanny Barnard, uh, Muskin Gupta, and Noel Morrow earned the honors for the first time. To be an ITA all-academic team, programs must have a team grade point average of 3.2 or above on a 4.0 scale. And on the men's side, for the ninth time in program history, the men's team has been named an ITA all-academic team. And in addition, the organization also named Brad Buckland, Chris Edge, Will Hand, Patrick Christensen, Tom Moonen, Pavel Model, Sean Presson, Max Rausch, Francisco Rocha, Stingen Slump, and Daniel 
Dolman as ITA Scholar Athletes. All right, that's it for this Tuesday. Put in your calendar Thursday at noon for the next uh, Zoom webinar for you to be a part of from Blue Raider Athletics. All right, we'll have another update for you coming tomorrow. All right, Chip, we appreciate you as always. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Remind everyone the Blue Raider Insider Report brought to each day by Wayne Blair and Rayborn Insurance, Steve Ruckert and RAI Advisors, and Mike Tanzel and my team insurance. We'll take a break and be right back. I'm Chip Walters with Exit Realty, Bob Lamb and Associates. These are unprecedented times we're going through. All of us in any kind of business are taking precautions. I'm here today to tell you that we're still doing business and I'm subscribing to the best practices about personal interaction. Technology is our ally, from virtual home tours to digital document movement and signing. My website is my digital hub at choosechip.net. Homes are still being bought and sold, and I'm here to do that in a safe, responsible manner and to be your trusted advisor in real estate. Did you realize that over 85% of Americans own a cell phone, but only 40% own an individual life insurance policy? That leaves way too many families who will be unprotected if they suddenly lose a parent. That's why we'd also like to point out that 100% of State Farm agents offer life insurance. So if you're at the place where procrastination just meant motivation, use that cell phone of yours and call me, State Farm Agent Deb Insel at 931-684-5274. All sports talk on News Radio WGNS, FM 100.5, FM 101.9, AM 1450, online and on your phone at WGNSRadio.com. Welcome back to All Sports Talk. TSSAA Assistant Executive Director Matthew Gillespie joining us today. All right, Matthew, we've, we've seen colleges have breakouts of COVID and things like that, and we'd be naive to think that some high school kids aren't going to contract it. A kid gets it. Um, what is the protocol from there? Is that decided by their local school board? Yeah, it, it will. That will be a local decision. I think you're going to see uh, different things in place. We've already seen some that are currently dealing with it now as we speak where they've shut things down for practice leading into the season. Uh, and, you know, you're looking at Metro Nashville. They're not going to start till I think it's going to be week three or week four of the football season. Uh, Shelby County is looking at something similar possibly as well. So it, it is going to be more of a local decision on, the, you know, what do we do with, you know, if one kid gets it, do we quarantine him for two weeks? Well, do we just go get him tested and, you know, and test everybody he was in contact with, you know, yesterday? Do we test the whole team? Do, you know, if five kids get, get – what's the magic number for us to shut down? Is it two kids? Is it five kids? Is it one kid? What is it? So I, I think everybody's going to have different policies, different approaches. But I think um, looking around, I think you everybody knows how serious every – school system is taking this not only from an athletics perspective but just a, in the school building perspective it, it, it'd be the you know what i think what you'd expect and probably what you'll see is they're going to handle it the same way they would if they if they got a kid in class in the building get it what what are you how are you going to approach it there and that that's how we put athletics in perspective a lot of times with you know well this happened on the field but what if it happened in the cafeteria what if it happened in your classroom how do you deal with that so i think 
I think you'll see a lot of the same approaches, but it'll, it will vary system to system because, as we all know, the numbers are different as you go not only across the country but across the state. You know, it's in some rural areas, they, they don't have high numbers. Some of them have really high numbers. You look at Rutherford County, we all know, know where the numbers sit right now, and I think everybody's doing a good job trying to help get those down. So, yeah, I think it'll be different depending on what school system you're looking at. And there is provisions that have already been voted on. You know, if you've got X team that can't play, you just got too many, and their principal or whatever says, hey, we got to shut it down a week or two, and Y team is fine, um, Y team will essentially get a win while the other team that couldn't play um, – they they won't get a loss or a win, just kind of a zero, and is that correct? That that is correct. You explained it perfectly. It's it's not a forfeit in the sense that most people know what a forfeit is. With one team gets the win, one gets the loss. In this case, the team who can't play because of whether it's a school system mandate or they've got a COVID outbreak on the team and they can't play or whatever it is, they're not going to be punished by being given a loss. So it's almost like a no contest for them. Uh, so you could see at the end of the year, I think you'll you'll start looking. There's not not everybody's records are going to add up to ten games. It's not going to be eight and twos and seven and threes and ten and O's. I think you may see a handful of you know uh, eight game schedules, seven game schedules, nine game schedules. So so it is going to be off a little bit in regards to that. But you know, in our football regulations, it speaks to. Uh, how the standings are determined, and and certainly the board has already addressed a lot of that with what you just spoke to in those situations. And um, you know, if neither team can play, um, it's a no contest, correct? Correct. Yeah, if, if neither team can play, obviously, you know, if they've got a, and we've seen this uh, in a couple instances, they got the same common open date. Well, they, they're going to eat, you know, no brainer. They just reschedule it to the to the open date, but. But yeah, if, if if both of them are out, if it's for instance like like how it is set now, Metro two Metro schools are supposed to play week two, and they don't have the same common open date, and that game is just basically like it was never on the calendar. Yeah, I know there's some games involving Rutherford County teams against Metro teams, uh, particularly you got Smyrna, um, uh, Laverne, and Stewart's Creek all play in the with four teams out of. Um, Davidson County, and I know, I think the first or second week, I think Stewart's Creek's got a region game with Antioch, but uh, they both had the same open date, and of course, uh, Davidson County won't be playing them yet, uh, so they can just move it to uh, their open date if they choose to do so, which I think most coaches want to. They want their kids to get as many games in as they can. Yeah, I agree. I, I think most every opportunity they're going to get, they're going to try to keep that 10-game schedule or get to at least as close as they can. They want to provide those opportunities for the kids to be on the field for, one, just the aspect of having the competition, but the learning experience and you know give more opportunities for fans to come out and watch and families and things like that. So there's so many benefits to having the game played compared to just you know wiping off the schedule. Some, some instances they're just going to be in a position where it just can't happen. Uh, and, and we all realize that. But, but yeah, if they have the opportunity, I think that's what we're seeing happen. Now, um, just an, another example, opening week, it's non-region Smyrna at East Nashville. Obviously, that game's not going to happen. Is Smyrna allowed to go pick up another opponent? Sure, yes, yes, they could. And 
but it, but if it, you know, obviously, whereas the previous instance it would have been, well, Smyrna get the W at the end of the year because East Nashville couldn't play. Well, if they replace that game with somebody else, just another game on the, you know, it's just changing their schedule and the outcome of that game will be what it is. Matt Gillespie joining us today with the TSSAA. We'll take a quick break and be right back. If you're not waking up to the Wake Up Crew, here's what you've been missing. News, traffic, weather, and fun. <laughs> Don't miss the Wake Up Crew with John, Brian, and Dalton. News, traffic, weather, and fun? Weekday mornings from 6 until Swap and Shop. Good afternoon. It's busy, but it's moving fairly decent here on 24 East and West up by Elmaville Road, 840s. Got a lot of traffic. So does 96. All that traffic flows coming back over from uh, Williamson County into Rutherford County. Dr. Byron Bush, the only Republican candidate for U.S. Senate with a proven record for fighting for conservative values and against corruption. Log on now. BushforSenate.com. I'm Commander Chuck. You're on time. We do it your way. Murphy Sproul's favorite pizza is open for dine-in with social distancing and special precautions. Of course, you can still order online, call in for pickup, and have Sir Pizza delivered to your door. Hello again, this is Lenny Farmer with Jennings and Ayers Funeral Home and Cremation Services. Whenever I finish with a family helping them pick out their funeral needs, locking in the price for the rest of their life, they inevitably breathe a sigh of relief saying, that wasn't as difficult as I thought. You know why? Because they're shopping with their heads and not with their hearts. You can save thousands of dollars when you prearrange ahead of time. Give me a call and see how that works for you at 615-893-2422. Jennings and Ayers. At Creekside Assisted Living of Murfreesboro, we provide excellence in service while maintaining the dignity of our residents in a home-like atmosphere. Come see our new community, which includes bistros, salons, a library, and spacious activity areas. A kind, friendly, and well-trained staff can help residents with the daily activities of life. Locally owned by Blue Raider alumni Tim Keach and Kent Ayer. Find out more about Creekside Assisted Living, 895-3002, or online at www.creeksideassistedliving.com. All Sports Talk on News Radio WGNS, FM 100.5, FM 101.9, AM 1450, online and on your phone at WGNSRadio.com. Welcome back to All Sports Talk. Today, I'm Matthew Gillespie, Assistant Executive Director with the TSSAA. And uh, before we get out of here, uh, Matthew, it's, it's going to be an interesting season, and you know how coaches are. You know, they practice for a year if you'd let them before a game. Some of them have bemoaned about no scrimmages or jamborees, but at the same time, uh, they're not necessarily wanting their cake and eat it too. I think they're all just elated um, that they're going to play football, and it does say a lot about the players who've gone through these monotonous and monotonous weeks of just – running and lifting uh it takes quite a commitment to play the game and uh um i, I think everybody's just um relieved that th- there is a little bit of light at the end of the tunnel yeah it's uh it's been difficult for everybody i mean it's uh you know the the, the hard part with all this is you just never know what's going to be next uh it's constantly changing and and I think at this point, just like you said, everybody's just happy to have something. Uh, 
uh, and we certainly are uh, as well for, for all the member schools and the coaches, but most importantly, the student-athletes, especially the seniors. I mean, we saw what happened when it hit in uh, March and, and how it affected uh, the end of uh, a handful of schools' basketball seasons that were at the state tournament, but uh, the seniors that lost their, their years in spring sports, that it was difficult, and we did, we just don't want to see that happen again for anybody. I mean, it's just extremely difficult to – to lose that uh, any of the years, but the senior year is the tough one. So, so to be able to salvage the season at least at this point and, and be able to play is, uh, I think everybody's just happy that we've got that green light at this point. Yeah, you know, when you look back, March twelfth was a fateful day, and uh, I think it kind of stunned the sports world when the NBA came out. The first organization came out and said they're suspending their season. I think I think that opened a lot of eyes, and it obviously, you know, trickled its way through pro sports, through college sports. You know, something serious when they canceled the NCAA men's and women's tournaments, and Absolutely. unfortunately, you guys tried to wait as long as you could. But I think most people were kind of realistic by that time. Hey, we're just not going to get these state tournaments in. Yeah, that was tough. That was the craziest two-day period I think I've ever gone through work-wise. And, and I think it really hit for me. Everybody was different, but we should start hearing it. And we had heard the lead-up, you know, going into the tournament and everything. But once NCAA canceled and they completely canceled March Madness, you start hearing all the contingency plans, well, we're going to play and no fans and all this. And you're like, that's kind of nuts. But when they just flat-out canceled it, that's what really hit it for me, that, man, this thing is really serious and uh, and we did try to hang on and try to do the best we could to at least let's get through the girls' week, give some finality to that. But we were just at a point there there was just no way it could be done. And and then of course we did hold out hope that and let's you know we'll resume this thing in a couple of weeks or a month down the road or whatever we'll get back to it. And of course we all know where we're standing today and and how everything's been affected up to this point. So. Yeah, it's um, you know I'm just glad we're we're, we're starting a new starting the starting the school year and uh, fall sports is on the schedule for everybody, including football. So let's just keep our fingers crossed that we can uh, get through it all. All right, Matthew, appreciate you uh, enlightening us on some things today. And I know, uh, as you said, things change every day, but hopefully, uh, all will start uh, on August 21st. Yes, sir, and be here in a couple weeks, and can't thank you enough for having me, Monty. All right, we'll talk to you soon. Appreciate it. Bye. That's Matthew Gillespie joining us today. Um, Andy Herzer's going to join us tomorrow, and I tell you, Matthew's been um, very accessible for me. I, I'll call him. If I don't get him, he usually calls me right back, and I say, well, I'm here for my weekly visit, and uh, we kind of chuckle about that, and I get all the information. The TSSAA does a good job reaching out to to the media because they understand how important it is to keep, you know, uh, fans, parents, players, coaches informed as as to what's going on, and it has been a crazy time. So, again, we appreciate him uh, joining us today. All right, well, that'll do it for today. Uh, everybody have a great rest of the day. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Realty, Bob Lamb and Associates.
All Sports Talk on News Radio WGNS has been brought to you by State Farm agents Andy Womack, Bud Morris, and Deb Ensel, Chip Walters with Exit Realty, Bob Lamb and Associates, First Bank, Mike Tansel with My Team Insurance, Parks Auction Company, Greg Hall with City Auto Sales, Creekside at Three Rivers Assisted Living, Steve Rucker with RAI Advisors, Jennings and Ayers Funeral Home, and Wayne Blair with Rayburn Insurance.